2: And we're live. What's up nerds? Hope you're all doing well. Hello, Zan. Hello, Jakey
3: boy. It's weird. It's been a week since I've seen you in person. I know. Last. I know.
2: Wow, that week has flown by actually. Yeah,
3: we've been like crazy busy. Like some Episode 2 of Quarantine. Welcome Ooh, back to yeah, the eSports. We back, we back. esports Rewind
2: podcast. Uh yeah, life's been crazy over the past uh-huh. week or so. Continues uh-huh. to be crazy.
3: Absolutely. <laughs>
2: You know, I actually before we even get it rolling, I mm. everyone I talk to like on the phone and stuff or like friends from back home, they're like, "Oh, cuz of this quarantine, like you guys probably are doing really well." And I'm like, "No, we've been doing the same, you know, like as we've been doing." It's <laughs> no, yeah. good. Uh-huh. But it's not been like, oh, my God, everyone's home, like, explode, explode, explode.
3: No, yeah. I've been getting the same conversations with my friends. They've been, they've been like, oh, it must be so great to work from home. I'm like, no, it sucks, my guy.
2: Like, I'd rather be yeah. you know, at, at the office yeah, uh-huh. actually interacting it's with my so friends. so much
3: easier to just be like, oh, I've got a story. Jake, here's a story. You know, but now we got to do it like, through like
2: two different outlets, and it's been, yeah, like,
3: yeah. We got to manage like I, I've I've got so many meetings on Slack now that I've got to like yeah. juggle. Actually, I have got to like be in like five different channels at once.
2: Uh it's gonna it's only gonna yeah. continue to be hectic. We uh-huh. hope you're all staying healthy and safe. Shall we get them? Uh, shall
3: we continue to entertain these people? Yeah, let's do it. Let's hit them with some esports news. Yo, here's
2: know? here's our first story of the esports rewind. Let's roll it. All right, Xanifer, my first topic is going to be one that's going to be ongoing as well. Uh, You know, speaking of the Mm -hmm. outbreak, what's continued to spread out there. I don't know if I'm allowed to make those jokes yet. Um, I think, a
1: uh, I'd, say, I'd say that's probably on, that's on the on safe the that's on the safe side of the line. All right, I, think, I think you're f-
2: good. Better than like a phase line you, yeah, you could have dropped there. Ooh,
3: yeah, true, 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 true. Uh,
2: So <laughs> speaking of spread, we're going to talk about the ever-growing number of people out there in the Fortnite scene who are quitting slash retiring. Uh, actually, this past week, we covered about a dozen Fortnite pros and alongside them, some streamers and content creators all just packing bags and saying, yo, I'm done. And maybe not for the reason you would expect. Yeah, I'm A lot of them citing burnout, loss of motivation, passion, mm-hmm. the game competitively, just not, you know, an eSport. Right, uh, of course. And we've already known those kind of things. Uh-huh. I just think it's, it's, it's wild, everything going on during this crazy, crazy time. And within seven days, literally on Twitter, mm-hmm. every time you check, you just see these Fortnite pros saying, yeah um I'm, yeah I'm, all I'm at done. once
3: everybody just saying like you know what now's the time to just yeah. call it <laughs> <laughs>
2: during this epidemic slash pandemic whatever uh-huh. you want to call it uh-huh. and i just wonder what the future of this game is now obviously notably besides you know the top names of content creators and streamers who are taking breaks to play other games these are not top pros yet but at what point in time do we re- do we actually start covering top pros quitting fortnite i don't know if it's gonna happen uh, to, to yeah. play the good card of uh-huh. things
3: uh-huh. that's fair I mean, I, I would not be surprised if we see a couple of top pros drop from the scene. Probably not right now, because they definitely want to stay and keep their base yeah. right now, especially if they're not competing a ton, True. considering current circumstances. But I think every, a lot of people kind of saw this coming because Fortnite is a game that only has an eSports scene that's so lively because the company throws so much money at it.
2: And we have seen so many pros attest to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, You see... Uh, To kind of go to your point, if you guys aren't frequent on Twitter, I've seen so many Apex pros and Mm. COD pros and CSGO pros this week reply like, the only reason you guys have an eSport is because Epic Games wallet has been wide open.
3: Exactly. It's
2: to the point where pros are actually complaining about a tournament only having 4 or $5 million total in prize pool. Mm -hmm.
3: Which is so much money. Like, I can't imagine complaining about the fact that I can only win 100 k off of this event. How dare you? I'm not even going to show up. Not even worth my time.
2: <laughs> Albeit, though, uh, again, we always speak to the point of uh-huh. these guys of being so young. And, uh, you know, I, I honestly do think that there's still going to be a gigantic future for Fortnite. It mm-hmm. just, you know, they do make fair points when it comes to turn for competitively. We've only seen one land event this year. And when we hear about scrims and other events out there as well, we hear about, you know, giant in-game issues that me and you probably would not know about, you know. Right, if, of course not. If you're a Fortnite pro player who puts all your time and effort into this and the game is just not getting better, and if you're not solely there for the fact that you can make some decent money and you don't want to play a game that's not improving, respect to you yeah, for moving on.
3: Yeah, of I, course. I- I can always respect that choice for just calling it a day and you know, going to something that maybe works a little bit better for you.
2: I guess we'll end on this. The question is, though, if you're leaving Fortnite, if, let's say you're anywhere from 14 to 24 years old, you're making decent money, like you said, content-wise with Fortnite. That's where the viewership and probably where a lot of their fan bases are. If they are making content, that's where the prize pool is. If you're quitting Fortnite right now,
3: where are you going? See, the thing is, I don't know if they're going anywhere. They might just stick to Fortnite and just stick to content and then do side stuff on occasion. Yeah. Because I think Fortnite has a lot more legs as a content game as opposed to a huge eSport. Because at some point, effort's going to have to stop just throwing money at it.
2: At some point. Yeah. And I think we're still a long ways away. Yeah, but, exactly. I mean, I would agree. It's so mm-hmm. weird that we're in a point where these players are quitting competitive... Mm-hmm. retiring maybe from competitive they're probably mm-hmm. gonna still be making content because they realize okay epic games is on like this downward spiral but they're still offering a lot more than any other game
3: exactly right and there's still that huge audience on youtube who's more than happy to watch somebody just play some fortnite and chill
2: yeah i just uh, yeah. i wonder at this point will there ever be an epic games rival that you know comes onto the scene within three years almost spending 100 million for prize pools and roblox
3: Robots, esports, let's Minecraft. hit it. Minecraft, yeah. it's going to be something wild. Farming sim, let's go. <laughs> <All> <laughs> John right. Deere is going to get involved.
2: <laughs> Farming simulator esports. Uh, anyway, guys, Fortnite pros and content creators continue to retire and quit. We will see where they go next and uh, if they ever actually officially do leave. How long is Fortnite really going to be around?
3: A little bit about esports betting and kind of keeping the train rolling as we've got some fresh news coming up on the scene mm-hmm. that I would love to get your opinion on. Mm. Uh, you know, First of all, one of the m- most important things to keep in mind with betting on sports and esports in general is that this is a hugely lucrative industry. For us here in Nevada, it brings in our state at least three hundred million dollars per year. That's crazy to just be just from the pure betting aspect, nothing else, right? At but, the very very least, yeah. Yeah, what, what, yeah.
2: What's that? I'm surprised that number is
3: actually that low. Yeah, right. right. What, 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 you know, once again, it is just like purely betting. So I imagine it's like partially Oh, it's revenue. not gambling. Yeah, okay, I'm an yeah, idiot. Yeah, Sports yeah, betting, you mean. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just betting, just like the money that goes into the state itself, yeah. not the money actually spent on gambling Now I overall. understand. Yeah, now I'm with you. Okay, yeah. it
2: brings that much money into the state. There are billions uh-huh. and billions spent. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. Tons of tons of money. I'm just everywhere. representing
2: our, our dumber <laughs> viewers out. I'm with you guys. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. So anyway, clearly huge industry. And uh, big news this week, Nevada has just... Allowed, the, allowed betting on the ESL Pro League mm-hmm. for this week, which is going to be very for interesting. For CSGO, for anyone who does out. not know. Yeah. And a company just recently released an announcement that kind of plays into this specifically because it, it very closely involves CSGO teams. So the company is called Game Score Game Keeper, and they've introduced a new age verification system that allows betting operators to identify whether or not teams have underage players or not. What? Because this is a, this is something that esports oh. has more so than any other sport. I don't know if any other sport even has this problem. Oh yeah, you w- can you not bet on a game that has. Yeah, underage- there's different laws for every country based on can you can't oh. bet on stuff usually involving people under the age of 18.
2: Oh my god, that makes sense because it seems kind of like gross, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, yeah.
3: The concern is always kids. you don't want you don't want kids to be brought into the gambling at a super young age. You don't want people influencing kids yes. to treat the sport a certain way because of gambling. That's wild. That'd Thought about that. Yeah, and it's always been kind of hard to like, we've talked about it in the past, it's hard to verify pro players in a lot of ways like it's hard to say oh this person is this age here's our twitter handle like that information yeah. can be difficult to come by especially sometimes.
2: like with fortnite high uh, yeah. sky
3: yeah exactly right hard to identify what mm-hmm. age that kid was mm-hmm. <laughs> even more so if you're not like somebody like us if you're just some random betting dude out there yeah you would have no clue yeah and you're just trying to get into esports you're like well all these kids are just i mean they're just co- they're just kids. colors of hair to you like yeah like, yeah exactly they're... right that's so wild like, yeah. to give
2: people an example too uh yeah. nip for CS:GO, i believe Plopsky is not 18 or and if not them MIBR also signing people that if they're underage and the team themselves is like a Betway sponsor their jersey can't have Betway on it. Yeah. So that kind of aligns to the same which thing. Which is
3: kind of what makes this even more interesting cuz Betway in particular has signed on and saying they're going to start using this service right away Which makes for all sense. of their events. A uh, quick statement from the uh, from Game Scorekeeper, they say they have they say we have developed a new service that covers more than 95% of all CS:GO teams and their age majorities. Any operator can use this service to manually or automatically suspend bets with teams of the majority of players under 18.
2: Majority, majority. of
3: players, not even oh, you've got one or two. That's
2: no team. That's not going to be anybody yeah. besides. Yeah, Fortnite. yeah,
3: I imagine it's it's. But that's, it's,
2: a, that's it's, it's a good. It's a light rule. swing.
3: It's it's a good start. It's a good start. You know, we have we, we had literally nothing before, so now they're just you know trying to dip their feet in the I'd water. That's it. Yeah, it's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know they're trying to get different betting industry operators on board with this system. And I don't think this will be as much of a problem for CSGO, obviously, as something like Fortnite. Oof. But imagine how this could impact teams and their choices of who to pick for their roster. If they're like, oh, we could potentially have so much more hype and so much more energy and so much more investment in our team if, we, if people can bet on us. But if we have five 17-year-olds, yeah. then we don't get that draw.
2: I luckily don't think we're going to be at that point.
3: Not yet. Not yet. But we're... You as know, we progress, yeah. you know,
2: obviously kids are getting younger and younger and younger. Of course.
3: Yeah. Shout out to 100 Thieves Next. Yeah,
2: true. Uh, The youngest, one of the youngest fully signed rosters, Uh if you guys don't know. I agree. I don't think it's going to be there if, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get to that point. But I think Mm. more so to your point is this could be just gigantic for the industry as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if all of a sudden we see, like, I I, I don't know, like, how do you attach these strings? If you can all of a sudden start betting on certain esports, you know, how how do TOs benefit from this at all? Mm. How do individual states or countries benefit from this kind of thing? Yeah,
3: I imagine everybody will be trying to get their little slice of the pie you as much as possible. Mark
2: Cuban right now is being like, "Yo, oh, I just absolutely." If you guys don't know, he's tied to Unicorn, yeah. which is a, a oh, boy.
3: Boy was salivating at this news. Yeah, yeah. it's
2: only it's only going to benefit, I think, a lot of people, and obviously could drive more to get into the industry as well. That's right. super cool. Uh, that's super super cool. The fact that we actually could have. Dang, that's wild. Is it only yeah. going to start with CSGO? Do we know that uh, for
3: Just sure? starting with CSGO for now. They're just still getting the program up and running. Like they said, it's only 95% of teams, not even all teams yeah. yet. Um, so, but I, I do think having systems like this in place gives esports so much more integrity because it shows that we are looking out for people on our own without needing other people like, you know, Monitor us per se I, I, as an yeah. industry overall because
2: it can certainly be scary when all of a sudden you open up esports betting. Obviously, people out there have millions, mm-hmm. hundreds of millions, billions of dollars they can flood anything with, and so we've seen already in some scenes that we've we've seen players and teams be pressured by local mobs or like right, yeah. um, to actually you know throw and fix games. Mm-hmm. So. Let's be careful I, obviously a lot of Baby people, steps. a lot of people see this and they go oh here we go uh-huh. because right now during the virus outbreak a lot of online matches so it's very very easy to of say course. oh they just lost because it's online so huh, uh-huh. i mean hey we'll cover scandals all we want all day long so i'm all for it we'll see how this affects the industry how we tippy toe into esports betting i think the future is very exciting interesting time to be alive mm, surely is all right, everybody, before our next segment, we have a quick shout-out to one of our sponsors this week. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you think there's nothing to bet on, but you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of sports, eSports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and Blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit the Bet Online website and join the day to receive 100% Welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. And now let's get back to the podcast. All right, all right. This first story was actually, of course, if you guys don't know, podcast is pre-recorded by a week. So um, it's actually last week we had the first ever pro player to be suing Valve, If not the first, <laughs> I, I say it all the time, one of the first. It's close enough. It's definitely one of the biggest cases. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, this actually broke today, so I don't know if you've seen the headlines I at I have.
3: I've read into it a little bit because I was curious about the situation. Super, super weird one. If you guys do,
2: don't follow Counter-Strike, it was a dude who was very, very young. I believe in 12 or 14, either way. Super yeah, somewhere
3: young. in that age range. I think it was like between 12 and 15. A very naive age, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: and supposedly it was actually a connected Steam account that got a VAC ban. If you guys do not know, if you have a VAC ban in Counter-Strike, you cannot play Majors, the biggest events that CSGO has. If you can't play Majors, most teams are obviously not going to sign you. Just like with Dota, if you can't play Internationals, you're probably not going to get signed. Just like League of Legends, if you can't play Worlds, you get the gist, guys. Um, he's now suing Valve, which is wild. I'm just off the riff. If you guys, uh, what are your thoughts on his odds of winning this, his argument being that he had actually sold or given the account to a friend or someone else. They got it vac banned, so he never got the vac ban, and he should be allowed to play in majors.
3: Chances are very slim, especially I would agree. because his de- his defense is that he did something that's not allowed by terms of service. So it's fine that this other terms of service thing happened. His statement being yeah. he
2: had sold the account, which is also against Steam terms of service. Right,
3: and I don't think that he could even. I doubt. Because I know I I I'm very meticulous with my records. I have files back from like you know when I was 15, 16. I don't have records of most of that stuff from 12, 13, 14. Certainly not screenshots proving that I sold and I count to somebody. Not that I ever did. Like all that stuff is like work-related stuff. There is, in my
2: mind, for myself, Mm. you spoke as well. There is no chance if I have a case of my own going back to when I was 14 Mm -hmm. or 12, 13. Any time beyond like college maybe high school there's no way i have records of oh i and what what right. even records are you right. keeping of oh I, I sold this to this guy like no yeah exactly
3: i don't know what you could have that could prove that and unless that steam
2: keeps some sort of ip database which they probably maybe do but even who's, even who's to then, say valve's gonna be like oh we will look into this
3: like i don't know that we that would even prove that Jampy's in the right here because that would just be like oh they could just say oh you just logged in over there at one point so, yeah, especially yeah, because
2: yeah. if it's his friends uh-huh. or someone else, it's probably someone local, so it's going to be a yeah very similar in the IP same in area. the same city. Yeah, so there, I, I don't know
3: if there's a way for him to even prove his case. Not that I don't, I don't think he has much of a case in the first place. I do. I I tend to believe him. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying in terms of whether or not I believe him. I mean, in terms of what the company has in their rule book.
2: Yeah. Because I
3: I think based off those, they're probably... I don't think he's going to win. Yeah.
2: I really don't, but I also, I don't blame him at all because uh, if you read the full article, he tried to contact the Mm. CSGO Player Association. Nothing happened. He tried to contact Valve. Nothing happened. So Mm. this is like a last chance. And when you think about it, it's his career. It's his life. Do I blame him? No. Do I think he's going to win? No. And it just leaves us thinking it's like an overall very sucky, sucky situation.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I just hope he doesn't... I hope he's not putting all of his eggs... In, the, in this lawsuit basket.
2: I mean, I think he is, right? I think,
3: I think in, if if anything, hopefully he's using this situation, like not, not, I don't think this is his main goal. I do think he's genuinely trying he to compete in CSGO. I think he uses it for the publicity it's going to bring him, hopefully. Because realistically speaking, chances of him winning are low. Yeah. It, it's gonna cost him a lot of money to fight this battle, oh. and Valve has money, like money capital M, and you know they've got Good, good lawyers. And
2: I know he does not.
3: Yeah, exactly. So hopefully he can use this opportunity to perhaps like, bring some extra people to his stream, showcase what his skills are, because CSGO skills are very transferable, because a lot of that is very like ground level, aim, how good is your aim, how good is your positioning, how good is your situational awareness and all that stuff. Yeah. I think he could migrate to another game and probably still find success.
2: Yeah, I think we can agree. We don't think he's going to win. Uh, obviously, if he can, though, people are still hung up on if Even if he proves it, he broke Steam terms of service. You're not going to be banned from CSGO majors for selling a Steam account. So that's right, what. Yeah. That's why he's willing to put out there, okay, I sold it. Like, mm. I would rather not have a VAC ban and break Steam rules than vice versa. Right, of
3: course. Um,
2: yeah, and I think you made a really good point. Use this as a base. Go to Valorant.
3: Yeah, exactly, right. Get T1 to sign you. Now is the perfect time to just be like, oh, I can't play CSGO Majors, so I'm just going to dip my toes in and see what Valorant's up to.
2: We have seen org step in during times of, you know, crisis. I think back to the uh, the Blitz Chung thing. Mm-hmm. Luminosity Gaming, I think, stepped in when he couldn't even compete, and they yeah. signed him. So cross your fingers, hope for the best.
3: Yeah, I definitely wish him the best. I hope he and finds success one way or another.
2: And hopefully you can make back the money you spend on this lawsuit. Is that possible? I don't know. I don't know. Best of luck against Valve.
3: So, you know, you're just you're going to hear me laughing for a second just because I, w- I want to tell audio and visual uh, listeners what just happened. <laughs> so for those of you listening, Jake has a set of three drinks on the desk. Coffee, I believe, uh-huh. a Red Bull and water. And so, in between takes, what he does, he just goes down the line. He goes, Let me get a sip of the coffee. I'm like, All right, all right, for sure, for sure. Then goes to the Red Bull, gets a little, you know, makes it a little up a little bit. I'm blushing, dude. And then dr- drown it all down with the water, be good to go, hit uh, it fresh.
2: Uh, you got to you know? wash up my teeth of all yeah. the residue. I'm I, a
3: freak. I appreciate the system you got going on. let get into the on, God story, else, bro. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so uh, in the age of the coronavirus,
2: And that's how you started off.
3: Yeah. (laughs) We're seeing a lot of changes, and Mm -hmm. one of the big things that eSports has been able to leverage is the fact that we can still hold our events online in large part. Not all of them, of course, but a lot of events can still take place in one form or another, uh, like we're seeing with the ESL Pro League. Um, Problem is, when you get situations like this with the Overwatch League, where teams are straight up moving their rosters to different continents, and in that kind of circumstance, I mean, internet's great. Internet's a beautiful, magical thing. But it's certainly not perfect. And you, I think everybody knows playing a match between a team that's moving to Korea in London Spitfire versus a team that's like, let's say, in California, that's not necessarily going to be a squeaky clean experience.
2: There's no shot.
3: Yeah, that's, it's not, it's just not possible.
2: I have so many examples of this being a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But albeit, I, I can't blame the team and I can't blame... Overwatch League because we're, right, what right. are we going to do in this time? Yeah, it's
3: a lose-lose situation for literally everyone.
2: Uh, if you uh, if you guys are Counter-Strike fans, uh, during the big uh, ESL 1 Rio Major, which has now been postponed, during the minor qualifiers, there was a team who was playing on, I think, like close to 200 ping because they didn't have a good server next to them. Mm-hmm. The other team was playing on, obviously, a better server. The, it, the team forfeited because there was just no shot right now is right. was a, di- a difference between a couple countries that were close to each other but just based off a lack of servers uh league of legends we think about the lcs mm-hmm. what they're going to do because some of the international players want to go back home uh, what are the teams going to do because you just simply can't have one of your remote
3: players on 200 plus ping you're going to lose it's not viable and even even like say by some fluke some miracle right you managed to cinch out a win on high ping how easy is it to just like dispute that as the other team and be like, hey, this person was jumping across the goddamn everywhere teleporting map. everywhere? How can you say that's a valid competitive victory? Yeah, you can't.
2: And dare I say yeah. it for ESL Pro League, I, this might, I might have, it might be a stretch. I believe mm. there were several teams that pulled out, and it, of course, some were actually because they could not travel. Mm. I think others were because they, if even if they stayed in their home country, they just couldn't compete because the teams were going to be on a all I wouldn't be surprised. Local, that would be local ping.
3: Yeah, that would definitely be the rational decision to make in that circumstance.
2: I just, I think you write this one up as a, you let the teams play it out, but you kind of just like say, "Our like you, as fans, you have to know, all right, our boys played on 200 plus ping, like mm. we're except, but dude,
3: but we, there's so much money involved. Jake.
2: That's dude, the thing. That's you, the problem. The money involved. Because we just involved. talked about betting and gambling yes. too. Not yes. only on the teams who are paying their players, mm-hmm. but we just talked about esports betting is opening up. Yeah. Just because esports betting is not legalized, we know there are plenty of sites out there. It that still you can happens. Bet. It you still can, happens. You can bet on yeah. Overwatch League matches. What do you do? Yeah. But more to your point as well, as an organization, you are paying all out salaries. Mm-hmm. You got League of Legends players who don't want to play, albeit they have their reasons because of this outbreak. Then you have Overwatch teams who are saying we got to move our our squad
3: back home. And to be fair, London Spitfire is still trying to play. Yeah. Even though they're moving. But you're just biting that gigantic bullet up.
2: This season is chalked up as a huge loss. Uh We see more and more people out there. I think Richard Lewis was one of them talking about just the revenue of all these TOs already being in the red. And now we have teams and organizations who are going to bite the bullet. We talked about Reciprocity last week, who mm-hmm. is borderline going They're, broke. They
3: have been, like, crushed recently. It I'm is. worried, man. Yeah, and I, this was such, like... Such a, bad timing. This was such a crucial year for Overwatch League Overwatch in the first League? place. Overwatch Call of yes. Duty League? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, which is... I feel like that's the entire reason the Overwatch League is even still trying to function. Yeah. Because they were like, if we cancel, I mean, we're... How are we supposed to come back next year? And
2: then eSports bubble and eSports betting's finally taken off. eSports yeah. betting's finally taken off, but the bubble's like, nah, nah, nah. This is the, this is such a pivotal year, and yeah. all this crap happens, man.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's really unfortunate to see, and who knows how this will actually work out. Maybe Blizzard can make something work. Maybe they can swing some magic, get like a cruise ship, in the middle of the ocean with servers it. on board. We've heard a lot like, about
2: bad cruises with the virus, man. Remember oh, sh- hearing those past Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. The-
3: god, I love The ones it. who were just, like, stuck, just chilling, like, oh, I mean, I don't have it, but I'm going to get it now because I'm on this ship. Yeah,
2: god dang it, man. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do, but just yeah. crazy, crazy times. Mm-hmm. We'll see how anyone can bounce back.
3: Hopefully strongly.
2: <laughs> next year. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap it up very fast here. We've been speaking about betting. We've been talking about gambling. and (laughs) absolutely. um, Yeah, a story that I I don't know. Sometimes as an eSports news outlet, I feel bad bringing this stuff up, but no one's talking about it. I don't mean to target players. I really don't. I just kind of mean to bring topics into light of discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, That's going to be formal. The most recent Call of Duty Pro to actually take a gambling sponsor The first one we've seen, I would say, fairly enough ever in the Call of Duty League because it's his first year. Um, And we're definitely going to rival this to uh, the CSGO gambling scene, which kind of consumed a lot of pro players back in the day. I'm sure you guys, you remember, and of course, you guys watching have probably seen a few of those things. A lot of scams, a lot of controversies, tons of pro players, even just doing giveaways, Mm -hmm. Um, of course, making videos, sometimes streaming with gambling sponsors. It consumed the entire scene and became such a big thing and big problem that Valve had to step in and say... We're done. If you're mm-hmm. a pro player affiliated with a team, you probably should not be doing it. Uh pretty much ever since no pro players have taken this kind of stuff. Right. Now all of a sudden it's popping up again with these cryptocurrency gambling. These are casinos. They're slots, they're games of chance, and formal is now taking that as well as the first ever one for Call of Duty. And why I bring it up is because I don't want to see it happen again. I did make sure to mention though in my past I've definitely taken gambling sponsors. So mm-hmm. I come from a place mm-hmm. where I can't you can do the judging. Um, but it's definitely a very, very interesting perspective because formal is the first. Will there be more? Will it take over this Call of Duty scene? How are people going to react when there are obviously very, very young audiences
3: yeah, that's being always, told
2: about this kind of – it's a controversy. That's
3: always the gray area, and I think that's kind of why esports isn't is a particularly weird situation because – what we see in a lot in like just the general esports and gaming industry not just like the pro players is a lot of people like in weird ways try to pretend that their audience isn't all super young. Or that a large part of their audience isn't all like super young people.
2: Or that they're mature enough to understand. Yeah,
3: yeah. People who could be easily influenced by seeing like super, like you pushing a ton of gambling ads or just or saying like, hey, go check out. Yeah, yeah. Go check out this site. Hey, it's cool, guys. You can win a skin. You can win some money just by watching your favorite games. Like, hey, it's all well and good, but we have to be realistic that, you know, gambling addiction is a very real thing. That's why we have the regulations in place that we do. And I mean, it's. Unfortunate that he did take this sponsorship, because I feel like it's such like it's such a gray lo- area that's really way more not gray than it is.
2: I again I can't judge because I mm-hmm. I already told you guys and I'm, I gotta be fair about that. I don't know if we. I just wish we were to the point, obviously, a lot of these esports pros are making a good amount of money, Formal being one of them, and he probably was paid a lot of money. So Mm. you understand that if he preaches this respectfully and appropriately, which he has, he hasn't done anything egregious, he hasn't hasn't been posting $10,000 wins and Mm. looking very sketchy doing it. He's just posted giveaways and telling people to follow them, obviously being paid to do so. I feel like traditional sports athletes are at, are at the point where they are making so much more than esports, and it's probably in their contracts to not be affiliated at all with right. gambling.
3: And it's much easier for them to do so because they're making plenty of money. So right, they don't, they worry they don't about need it. that. Yeah.
2: And we don't see that with sport. At least I don't follow the sports scene too much. I don't think they're being affiliated with Rubet and these online crypto I think I, I
3: think there's a little bit in some sports, but not like on the same kind of way that we see it in eSports. Yeah, I more, guess... My, more like just jersey sponsors. I, think.
2: I guess the only way I can approach it is hopefully it's done respectfully and carefully and that listeners and viewers know yeah. it's a very, very dangerous route to take.
3: You know, with gambling operators in particular, I think one way to just make everybody feel comfortable with the situation, make sure formal doesn't look bad in any way, because like you said, he hasn't done anything egregious yet. He hasn't done anything particularly sketchy, Mm-mm. and he's always seemed like a pretty on-the-up-and-up guy, right? I would kind of like to see a little bit more transparency in the sponsorship deals involving gambling companies. So the gambling comp, like say like a gambling company signs a player, they have to say, "Hey, we're gonna have the our logo on their streams. We're going to maybe have him talk about what gambling is, and but also talk about you know being safe while being engaged yeah. in it, like in some in one like one-off mention. Yeah, but just be very very clear about what's going on." So there's no confusion for any younger audiences while still being as safe as possible.
2: Yeah. I think very lastly we'll see if Call of Duty League allows it or if Activision and Call of Duty in general allow it. Because I think they're going to.
3: You think so? Yeah.
2: Yeah, we'll see if it gets as bad as CSGO scene did, and then we'll see if they mm. keep on allowing it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very possible, at least slightly possible, if obviously if more players get into it, we're going to see a CSGO scene. Obviously, CSGO is a bit bigger because it had skin gambling. Right. Call of Duty does not. So, I don't think it's going to get that bad. Mm-hmm. But we'll mm-hmm. see how, uh, if it does get egregious at all. Just always be careful, guys. We've talked a lot about gambling and betting. Always be careful. Uh, keep your money in your pockets. That's the safest place. It's where it belongs. <laughs> and as per usual, we hope you guys all enjoy Esports. We like one West. <laughs>
3: I'd like to issue a formal apology to our audio listeners for what you just heard. <laughs> that was the Red Bull coffee-water combo, dude. All right, Zan, hit him with that good old wow-tro. All right, all right, everybody. As always, if you would like to listen to the Esports Rewind podcast on the go, you can find us on iTunes and Spotify as part of the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. Each and every week we upload the podcast there one day before the video podcast. So, you know, check it out for a sneak preview perhaps. Thank you to all of our audio listeners who downloaded the podcast. It really does help support us, you know. Shout out to y'all. Everybody, if you'd like to reach out ever and say, hey, sh- share a story, share a funny tweet, just, you know, hey, like, like, like I said, just say hi. Well, you can find us on Twitter at talk underscore esports, on Instagram at e- esports underscore talk, and as always on YouTube at just esports talk. you know. Hit us up. We always love to hear from you guys in the comments and everywhere else.
2: And until next time, we will be back here, guys, for quarantine podcast number three. Next week, same time, same day, every single week, Esports Rewind Mm -hmm. podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Until next time, stay safe, gamers.